What's up, my fellow pop-punk, metalcore, emo music lovers? Matrix here, and you were locked into the Matrix Music Review Podcast, the only place to get your alt-rock music fix. And we are back with another review episode. This week, it's all about debuts. I got three debut albums that we're going to talk about. I want to catch up on the Arrows in Action documentary that they released earlier this week. Talk to you guys a little bit about that. And then get you prepped for what I hope is a really cool announcement as to what we're going to do in the month of March and what is going to be announced next week. So hopefully you guys stick around for that and enjoy what we got planned for the future. As always, if you're listening to us on Apple Music or Spotify, head on over there, leave us a five-star review, leave us a comment, like the podcast, follow the podcast. Head on over to Spotify and follow our Control-Alt-Save playlist. That's where you'll find all of the songs that I review on this podcast, as well as other ones throughout the week that I enjoy and ones that I am highlighting. Head over to Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok and follow at Matrix Music Review. I'm most active on Instagram and doing posts. Every Friday we do a repeat or delete section so you guys can be involved in what goes on the playlist, what doesn't go on the playlist, and what can be removed. And as I always do, make sure that you are sharing this podcast with all of your friends, family, anybody that might like alt-rock music or somebody that's just looking for a new podcast. Tell them about Matrix Music Reviews so that we can continue to grow our little community of alt-rock music lovers. With that, we're going to jump right into reviews with the first album, which is Maybe in Another Life by Bloom. This is the debut album from the Australian metalcore outfit, And this album was awesome from start to finish for me. This was very heavy on an intro into the title track, which really kind of bends this heavy and melody very well. I think that's one of the things that stood out to me about this Bloom album was that the blending that they did in terms of when they went straight into the melody side or whether they went a little bit heavier in terms of the vocals and even the instrumentation, all of it blended so well together that it felt like a really well-produced and well-fleshed-out album. And I think a lot of that probably comes from their tour influences. They've been on a ton of different tours. They've toured with Bad Omens. They've toured with Thousand Below. And you can hear a little bit of that sound in all of their music, But it has its own unique twist on it. I feel like they have that Bad Omens or Thousand Below sound, but it has just a higher energy behind it and even a higher energy sound behind it when you listen to it. You know, going into the album a little bit more, I still think that Bound to Your Whispers is one of my favorite tracks, even though it was released as a single. It's just this very intense song. And It's intense that you're being that person for someone. You're being that person that they always turn to. But there's also something very haunting about the screams in this track. There's something very haunting about the way that they're screaming and the the message that's being delivered by that. And there's a specific line in this track that says there's nothing more to life than being hurt. And that really kind of captures the whole intensity of this specific track and even of this album in general. I feel like there's definitely an intense nature behind a lot of what Bloom's saying on this album. And, you know, I think a line like nothing more left 
there's nothing more to life than being hurt really just kind of tells you everything that you need to know. And even though in this specific track, Bound to Your Whispers, they're talking about, you know, feeling that person being drawn to you and then, you know, having to be so much for them and then just knowing that it's going to be a, a hurt when something goes wrong and something happens. It really just magnifies that intensity. At least it did for me it, when I listened through this album. And then Bound to Your Whispers kind of flows into this almost motionless in white bad omens type of slow emotional track and you can really feel the emotions that this band put into it when you get the line that says it's carved into your lungs so when you're gone i can breathe out and that's the name of the song it's a long drawn out name but you just feel this intensity going through yourself and I don't know. I mean, I know I keep using that word, but that really is how this album felt. I felt like every time we even got to a slower song, even like this one, the Carve Into Your Lungs, it, there's just something about it that really just magnified everything that's being said. And you just feel completely different than you would on some of these other songs or some of these other artists out that are maybe saying something similar, but it doesn't feel like it's as intense, you know, and the intensity again shows itself in a song like fragments of a dream. It's just another track that just, I feel like I'm just rambling about these things, but that's really what's happening on this album. And every time I got to a new track or every time I got to a track that I hadn't heard, I felt like every time I just kept saying, man, that was, that was an intense ride. That was, that was tough to get through. That was, that was really something to, to hear. And, you know, I gotta be honest. I was a little mad that we got a song called an exit one song before the album ended, but the album ender itself was amazing. And I think it really kind of made sense in terms of album flow. Once I actually looked at it and listened to it, you know, it's through the threshold and beyond. It's a whole long, long title. But even though they have a song called An Entry and An Exit, it made sense that An Exit wasn't the album ender when you looked at it. Because there is a line in that last track that says, maybe I was the problem all along. And I think that's something that we all can really relate to. We all feel like we're the problem sometimes. And Maybe what happened isn't anybody's fault but our own. So I think that really kind of hits hits hard and it just kind of closes the door on a chapter of Bloom that's very intense and very in your face and telling you exactly how they feel and exactly what they're going through. So I think overall when we're talking about debuts, this was a really strong one for me. It's a great metalcore album. It's got this emotional energy behind it. And it's definitely a winner for me. I think when we're looking at ratings, I think it's an 8.2 out of 10. And it's definitely one that I've continued to play over and over, especially with debuts. It reminds me a little bit of how I felt about the Archetypes Collide debut last year, where everything just kind of clicked for me and it made a lot of sense. And I'm looking forward to seeing what Bloom has in store. I mean, I think they're a band that really has a lot going for them. And I think that 
they've already been on tours with bands like Bad Omens and Thousand Below. So the sky's the limit for Bloom. So if you haven't checked it out yet, go check out Maybe in Another Life by Bloom. Next up, we got Take It or Leave It from Cherim. This is another fantastic debut, and this falls on the pop rock side of our little subgenres here. And this one really blew me away. I got to be honest, this was one that I had put their single Alpha Beta Sigma in repeat and delete a couple weeks ago, and it did really well there. I put it on the playlist. I enjoyed it a lot. And I was excited to see that we were getting more material right away. And they really just came out swinging on this album. It was one that really shined in a lyrical sense and in a storytelling sense. And I think that's really what made this one such a home run for me was that there's so many different themes on this album that I think everybody almost should be required to listen to because the way that the stories are told makes it so much easier to relate to and so much easier to really vibe with. And I think the thing about them is one of the tracks that stood out to me that way right away. I think that was one that kind of smacked me in the face and I was like, wow, this is some of the best storytelling I've heard on a pop rock album in a while. And it's all things that are true and it's all from what i can decipher it comes from you know real life experiences and i'm sure that there are people out there that are experiencing these things in real life too so to hear something like this i think really makes it that much more impactful for a band like cherim to put something like this out i loved the song taking up sports because i think it's something we all can kind of relate to the way I deciphered that song was that everybody's had that one thing, that one band, that one hobby that we've all decided to take up because the person that we're interested in at the time is doing that. And I can't tell you how many times in my life I've decided to read a book because somebody that I was into was reading that book or listen to a band because somebody that I was into was saying that that was their favorite band. We're all guilty of it. We've all done it before, but to hear it actually expressed in a song like this was so cool to hear. And it was so fun to, to make that connection right away. And you know, their songs were just one after another, just fantastic. And you know, my next piece here that I'm going to say is potentially going to get me destroyed if it gets out there online but their song if i was a man is one of those songs that really just stands out and obviously the the easy comparison here to make is that beyonce made a song called if i were a boy many many years ago but quite frankly when i listen to this track from cherim if i was a man it's better than that that Beyonce track because you feel a little bit more of a deeper connection with this. I think there is more of a songwriting element than there was in the previous one. Now, let me be very clear. I'm not saying that the Beyonce one is bad at all. Both of them are phenomenal. I personally prefer this Cherim version to the Beyonce one after listening to it. But again, personal preference here. 
but this is a song that everybody really needs to pay attention to because I think it kind of checks all the boxes that anybody could see what's going on in in the world today. So I, I was really, really impressed with a song like that. And I think the other thing that stood out to me on this album was the vocals are beautiful as well. I think when you slow it down on a song like Binary Star, you really get an opportunity to see not only just the range, but just the talent that this band has and that they have as artists. I think it's incredible to see something like that, especially on a debut. We don't see that all the time. Sometimes debuts can be a little all over the place, but I think this was such a well-done, compact grouping of songs that it got their point across, it got across what they are doing as a band and where they're headed, and personally, I couldn't be more excited for what they're they're going to do. I really enjoyed, I think my favorite track on the whole album was probably Do It Another Day. And that's just because of where I'm at in my life. Sometimes we just need to turn the brain off for a day and say, you know what, it's going to get done another day. Can't do it right now. And I think that's one of those things that as you listen to albums or listen to songs, you make those personal connections differently depending on where you're at in your current life. So that's why Do It Another Day really made a lot more sense for me right now. But I think overall, this album is such a refreshing, energetic sound in that pop rock space. I am super, super happy with it. This is another 8.2, 8.3 out of 10 for me. And Cherim is definitely a band that is on my radar and should be on everybody else's radar. So if you haven't heard it yet, go check out Take It or Leave It from Cherim. And the last album we're going to talk about is A Cure to Poison the World from The Requiem. Third album, third debut, third great debut. I don't think I've ever had a review where I've had all debut albums and every last one of them was fantastic, but we got it. We hit that <laughs> we hit that home run. So, really happy with that. And The Requiem has a sound that has been driving me crazy since I heard them come out. I have been trying for the life of me to figure out who the hell they sound like and why the hell I can't figure it out. And so I started reaching out to some of my other pop punk emo metalcore lovers and I said, look, if you haven't checked out the Requiem yet, please go tell me who they sound like because I can hear kind of interminglings of everybody. And I think what we all decided was that they have these oddly similar My Chemical Romance vibes. They also have a little bit of Story of the Year mixed in. They have some Red Jumpsuit Apparatus mixed in there. They have some Pierce the Veil in there, even some Silverstein. And I think what they do is they combined all the best things from all of those different bands. Even a 30 Seconds to Mars kind of stood out to me in this respect as a potential comparison. So when we're talking about the you know, for fans of. Those are the bands that if you're fans of them, you're going to love the Requiem. And it's just another energetic, energy-filled metalcore record that is kind of been the theme so far of 2024. I feel like metalcore has really been at the forefront of 2024, kind of like we had last year with all of the pop punk records. But this album specifically, I think Less Than Zero is probably one of my favorites 
on that. And I think a track like that really shows the potential of a band like the Requiem. And for me, it's not a matter of if they're going to blow up. It's a matter of when they're going to blow up. And this album just kind of puts it in perspective for me. I think they have the titles that are intriguing that are going to catch people's attention. And then when you listen to their sound, they immediately transport you to, holy shit, am I listening to Pierce the Veil? Am I listening to classic My Chemical Romance? What What's going on? And when I'm talking about this Less Than Zero track, I think the lyricism kind of puts that into perspective too, in terms of the, you know, not a matter of if, but when, because they have a line in it that says, I have a death wish because I'm less than zero. Again, these are all things that I feel like we've definitely heard before, but there's just something different about the way it's being delivered by some of these newer bands. I'm sure that we've heard, I've got a death, death wish, or I'm less than zero, or whatever, but the way the Requiem's delivering it on this debut album is really hitting for some reason. Midway through the album, you get this like little break from all of the heavier metalcore sounds, and you get to a slower song like Cursed, which has great lyrics in it, which has all lights lead to dark, but I'm still running after you. And then it flows into what I would consider to be an emo anthem in Two Lovers Left Alive. And the reason I say that it's an emo anthem is, first of all, obviously the title itself, Two Lovers Left Alive, really kind of points toward that. But the two lovers that are left alive apparently are a trauma queen and I'm the king of all that we dreamed of. And if you have been a part of the emo pop punk metalcore music scene, even back in like the 2000s, I mean, how many times did we hear, you know, this is all that we've dreamed of, she's this, she's that, all the trauma that we've endured. This is literally line for line something that you could say is emo at its core. So, I mean, I don't really want to go too much into this Requiem album because this is one that I feel like you just have to check out for yourself and check out to really appreciate what is going on and what this sound is because I can talk all day about how great something sounds or how much they sound like My Chemical Romance or whatever it may be, but it's really going to be you listening to it that makes it make sense. So that's really where the review for this particular album is going to stop. It lands at another like 8.4 for me. It was that strong. It was that much fun to have in the rotation. And this was a hard week for me because of how many debuts we had and how great they were. You know, I talk all the time about how many times I listened to an album all the way through that wasn't a problem this week. The problem was getting through all three of them multiple times because I just wanted to spend time with the Requiem or wanted to spend time with Cherim. It was just the way that it was set up. So if you haven't heard it yet, go check out A Cure to Poison the World by the Requiem. That wraps it up for album reviews. We don't have any single reviews this week, but I did want to review or talk about at least the Arrows in Action documentary. So we got a surprise release from Arrows in Action. I think it was on Tuesday of this week where they talked about 
they had filmed a documentary about just their life and the built to last process and just them in general. And they had my top album of 2023 last year with built to last. So obviously I was intrigued to check this out and see exactly what was going on there. And it's 40 minutes. It's on their YouTube channel and it's definitely worth a watch. I think it was really cool to see an inside look at to not only the band and each individual member, but just their process and how they kind of center themselves and stay so tight knit. I think that's always been the thing for me that stands out about Arrows in Action is that when you look at Jesse and Matt and Vic, they always look like they're having fun. They always look like they love each other and that, you know, when we see all of these different bands breaking up, they're the one band that I'm like, oh, hell, they're never going to break up. There's nothing that's ever going to happen there. So it's a really interesting look inside the Arrows in Action world. If you're fans of Arrows, I can't recommend it enough. It was a great time to go through that documentary. So if you haven't checked it out, go check it out on their YouTube channel now. That wraps it up for us here on Matrix Music Review this week. I did mention at the very beginning that we would be talking about announcements for what March is going to look like, and I will be announcing what March is going to look like next week on my Instagram, but I will let you know that in addition to my weekly updates in terms of reviews and things like that, which we'll have a bunch of, there are going to be some special podcasts that are going to be released around this specific topic that I'm going to announce next week. It's something I've been working on for a while, so I hope everybody really enjoys it and really enjoys the concept behind it. I'm really looking forward to doing it and getting some more interaction from not only you guys as listeners, but even maybe some of the artists. We'll see if we can get them recruited in here to talk about some of this stuff. So stay tuned for that. It's really exciting stuff coming here. But in the meantime, as I always do, head on over to Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you're listening to us, and leave a review, leave five stars. Let me know how I'm doing here with this podcast. If there's anything you want me to review or any artists you want me to look at that maybe I haven't mentioned before or maybe that I don't know about, I'll be more than happy to take a look at that. Head on over to Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok and follow at Matrix Music Review so you can stay up to date on everything that's going on here and so that you don't miss any of the announcements next week. Head over to Spotify like our Control-Alt-Save 24 playlist. I have a bunch of other playlists up as well from last year so you can follow along there. And as I always do, I'm asking that you share this podcast with friends, family, whoever you may have in your life that may need a new podcast, may just enjoy alternative music. Tell them to check me out so that we can continue to grow our little community of alt-rock music lovers. And with that, I'm going to head out. I will see you guys next week. We'll talk about announcements and another review episode.